0: proud partner of the Clydesdale Media, this is the Type 1 Lifting Podcast. All right, guys, I want to tell you a little bit about Type 1 Lifting. So Type 1 Lifting is a clothing brand that proceeds of the shirts, the hats, and everything else go to the Children's Diabetes Foundation. This whole t-shirt company started from me taking care of a five-year-old girl from the emergency department at the children's hospital. I worked at in Atlanta for a while back. Um, I thought I needed to do a little bit more than kind of just talk about my story. So this is how I started the clothing line. Cause I wanted to show people that even though diabetics have this really bad disease, we can still do amazing things in our life and diabetes won't stop, you know, stop us reaching our goals. So go check out type one lifting.com. And um, you know, if you have any questions, you can always reach me out on Instagram. It's Type One Lifting, and I hope you guys enjoy the show. Hey guys, we have a new sponsor for the Type One Lifting podcast. The company is called Liberté Lifestyle. So Liberté is a French word meaning freedom, and the company was founded on the desire to have freedom to choose what we want to do with our lives. I actually had the owner um, Nicole on my podcast on episode 28, so if you want to go back and listen to her, um, she talks about how she started the company and what she wants to do in the future with the company, which is pretty cool. So uh, they actually have knee sleeves, wrist wraps, shirts, shorts. Uh, Love the knee sleeves. I have the Ice Cream knee sleeves, and I love them so much. They haven't, the neoprene's still good. Uh, The seams haven't split compared to other uh, knee sleeves that I've had in the past, Uh, and I'm planning to keep these for a very, very long time. So uh, Nicole actually gave me a promo code for you guys too. So it's all capital letters, T Y P E and the number one. So it's type one. So go to libertelifestyle.com, uh, check out what they have in the store, use the promo code type one and save some coin. Now let's go to the episode. All right, guys, welcome to a new episode of the type one lifting podcast. We are at the touch and go gang is here. Uh, new studio, uh, my in-laws basement. So let's go. Uh, we are talking CrossFit games, so but first of all, I want to see how everyone's week's been been so far. So Xander, how was your week?
1: Um, I guess it's uh, still trying to get back to on a normal sleep schedule after the CrossFit games. Uh, it's a lot of early mornings, late nights, having a lot of fun, trying to find some kind of sustenance that's open. Um, shout out Bel Air Cantina for all the food that I ate there five out of seven nights. <laughs>
0: Yeah. So do you feel like kind of out of whack since you're like back at work?
1: I feel like that was Tuesday. So I drove home Monday. So I was out of, I felt out of the loop Tuesday. I got a lot done, but it just kind of felt like I got stuff done, but mentally I was still just shot. My boss asked me at like four o'clock. He's like, are you okay? And I was like, honestly, I'm just exhausted. And, uh, but everything's good today was the first real day. I felt good training. Um, and happy to be back and excited to start phase one next week.
0: Awesome. Awesome. All right. Hannah Hardy's down below in the bottom left. So how was your week?
1: Uh, I pretty much feel
2: the same, like uh, the, the same as Xander. So uh, like traveled home Monday. Uh, we had like some like flight issues, but got home just fine. Uh, at clinic yesterday, I just felt out of whack. Training actually felt good, you know. You have that, I have that post game energy, and it's like, okay, this is like my first day of training for the 2023 season, so I was pretty amped there. But uh, yeah, I like actually like at clinic, and it was fun seeing patients. But then all like the busy work and paperwork and other school stuff wasn't that great. But today I hit more of a groove, and you know, just getting back to normal trying to get more sleep uh, because I feel like I don't even know. I didn't sleep at all during the games. Like Xander said, it's a lot of early mornings. (laughs) It's a lot of late nights. Um, Yeah. Like everything's closed, especially like on Sundays, you're just like, Oh yeah, I forgot everything closes. (laughs) Um, So, but all in all, like week's been going great.
0: All right.
3: Awesome. All right, Vic, what do you got for the week? How was your week last week? Man, I'm still yawning right now. Um, <laughs> I have been, it's basically the same thing. Uh, very little bit of sleep. I haven't really trained. I mean, I went to the gym today to try and like move my body, but really, I don't think I'm going to be doing anything anything serious for at least another day or two. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It just really took it out of me. I tried to train while I was in Madison and also work and also watch and it just it wasn't good <laughs> it wasn't it's not sustainable but it was yeah. super fun. yeah
0: well well one of these people is not like the other everyone i went to the crossfit games except for me um so my my week was kind of interesting because uh, I'm i mean everyone knows here but my dad was in the icu and he's still in the icu as we speak um and i immediately on Last week on Thursday, I immediately went down, flew up to Massachusetts to see the family and obviously see my dad because I haven't seen him in like three, three years because of COVID and all that stuff. And so it was, to be honest, it was kind of hard kind of seeing him like that, you know, with like tubes all over the place and stuff. Even though I've been in the medical field for 14 years, it's a lot different seeing, you know, a family member in that situation, too. But um, on a brighter note. Uh, we are moving into a new house, so all this, sh- all this stuff with my dad was happening when we were moving into a new house. So uh, it's been uh, a pretty busy, busy week sleeping at in the in laws for a couple days before we move in. So, and my son's like a Mexican jumping bean, just jumping all over the place on- in the bed when like sleeping with me. So, yeah, all the good stuff. But um, while I was up in Massachusetts, I managed to go to two boxes. Uh, one of them was CrossFit Walpole, literally like you it's like in the middle of nowhere but like the gym facility is really nice the owner's really nice the coaches are really cool and I actually learned a new movement it was um an ab mat ab mat sit up wall ball throw yeah so like you're like a foot away from the wall and so you do like literally um a, you know a crunch and you throw the wall ball wall up in the air And you do like it was for a workout you had to do like 20 reps of them absolutely smoked smoked my abs are still feeling it
1: they're so bad yeah there's that weird movement that like it's like the ghd sit up with a med ball except like take to the next level Mm -hmm. so so bad
0: yeah i mean but i'm definitely going to add that more into the repertoire because i need to get my need to get you know the the abs going and stuff and then um i went to another gym uh crossfit prosperity i've been there like four years ago but they actually moved to a new facility um vic you got to check this place out it's in norwood massachusetts yeah one of my friends goes there yeah actually (laughs) Huge, huge gym. Like they, they, like they originally they were at like a local, like um, like a small mom and pop store, and then they moved into a bigger facility like right before COVID. And they have like a weightlifting room, and they have this huge, huge like CrossFit room that they can at least facilitate like at least like fifty people in there. It's huge. It's yeah, bonkers.
1: Yeah, Yeah. not
0: not not like CrossFit Nashville, East Nashville, or anything like that. But you know, East Nashville can hold a lot more. But these guys. And hold it up and like that that gym you know the owner is like super cool too so and that whole environment that community is super nice so and I, I really do appreciate both of those communities kind of you know let me throw down with them so but that was that was my week so <laughs> all That's right it. so so uh let's talk about the crossfit games so um we're gonna go you know each all four of us have been in different aspects of watching the games me being at home you know, um, Xander being part of the media team for Misfit Athletics and kind of filming and then doing the age age uh, group qualifiers. Hannah being a coach, and then Vic for his first time being at the CrossFit Games. So um, I'll go first. So typically, you know, I, I honestly every year that goes by, I really don't think they need to change much on as like doing the online live streams because it's done so well. And it's and it looks the same to be honest with you. Like I watched like a whole bunch of the YouTube videos. Uh, I watched the uh, the capital uh, position capital workout live while I was like working. So that was the only live event I actually got to see. Um, but you know, obviously they put in a lot of work and detail into you know doing the YouTube streams and everything like that. So I mean, I really had no issues with any like the camera la- camera angles or anything like that or whoever was complaining about like you know talking about the workouts or anything like that. That's kind of my two cents. And I really don't think they need to change it, but I don't, have you guys seen the YouTube? I know you guys were there, but did you guys go back to watch any of the, um, the workouts?
1: I personally haven't gone back to like see any of the workouts. It's funny because you're like, Oh, the live feed was great. But at the Capitol event, trying to see it live was a dumpster fire. <laughs> like, like you only, like, if you were downtown at the Capitol building, you were only going to see, like where you ended up standing for cause they did two heats for the first hour and a half. Like that's like, you're either seeing somebody pick up the Jerry cans, put them down, pick up the who's or like carry it up the stairs for like one of the steps. That was it. Like you didn't, if you were a photographer or videographer, they were like, yeah, you're probably only going to get one shot and it's going <laughs> to be the same shot over and over again. And I was like, ah, oh, this is not what I wanted. <laughs>
0: But Vic, did you see any of the live uh, live event? Like, re- yes. re-
3: well, yeah, I was actually I had to watch some of the live streams from our from our uh, booth at Big Dane. So I was also working with Podium. So we had shifts, so only a few of us could go back and forth to the uh, to the Coliseum at the same time. Um, the Capitol was one that I had to watch uh, on one of our iPads, and it was it was great. It was we were like, all right, we put it on the side. We just kind of did our we did our thing, but also had it running, and essentially it brought people in because they're like, "Oh, what event are we doing?" Like and they would sit down with us, like you know, grab some popcorn, essentially, and just kind of sit and watch with us. <laughs> so the stream was good. Uh, they did. I feel like I feel like the coverage was actually really good. Um, I know there was a quip last year with the games where they weren't really covering all the athletes at once where they were zooming in and not really getting everyone in the entire picture going. So I think they did a much better job of covering all the athletes this year during those heats. Hannah, what do you think?
2: Uh I've heard the exact opposite. I mean, I get, I mean, we had like everybody at the gym basically messaging us being like, why doesn't someone live stream on Instagram? Um
1: you want to lose a media pass for like you and whoever else is on your media team real quick. That's why.
2: <laughs> well, uh, luckily, luckily we didn't have to, you know, Brian friend ourselves, but uh, because you know, none of us are media, but uh, for, in the end, like, I think they could do better. I mean, the team division's the team division. So they're just going to like, they're just going to focus on whatever team goes out in the beginning. And, you know, sometimes it was us. So we got all the coverage and, uh, most of the time that was not us and we did not get anything. But uh, so I think, I think they can, I mean, they can do a better job. Maybe I've, I've always been a proponent of just setting up one camera for just to see the, the see the entire field at play. And then you can have a comment without commentary or you just hear what's coming through um, through from the, the people on the floor and then you can have actual commentary on a stream if you want it. So you can you can choose what you want to watch.
1: You want manicast. You want ESPN like Monday night, like multiple yeah. angles, multiple people talking, like which makes sense. I just don't know if it's feasible yet, but it's a good I act. Mean, no,
2: like I just literally if someone if someone just had just a camera that did not move. That did not have commentary. I mean, people t- like it. I mean, the commentary would be coming from whatever comes through the mic on the camera from the people on the floor. So it's not like they're zooming in or anything like that. They get to see all of the action. You get to see the people come out of nowhere. It's kind of like, okay, no one saw Will Morad at you know at Syndicate just go crush the event. They're like, at, except for his little final snatch, you never realized he was ahead the entire time, and you're like, oh, he won. <laughs> like you know so if but if you had a camera showing the entire floor yeah you would have to you'd have to actively choose that stream or just have them maybe that one muted and have the commentary of the other one but i why can't you do that
0: did, didn't they do that before uh did, i don't know if i don't know if i'm did not morning chalk up have their own stream too as well at one point with no commentary like last year i, I believe or two years ago
1: May have, but I just know CBS, like the way the whole media rights is, is like, it goes over to CBS sports and CrossFit as a whole, like pretty much like me, like knowing, like I knew, like if anything had gone on Instagram live, for example, I would have had the media credential pulled, not just for me, but everybody I was working with. So like, that's, I don't, I think that's why Morning Chalk Up just went to just writing and dropping all the articles and those things, um, as much as they could. It's, it would be great to have it. I just don't know if it's like, cause my thing is if you want to see the whole floor, it's going to give up seats. So that's going to be a problem. But if it's on like outdoor wise, it would make sense if like they had a camera up top, like right where the food trucks are. If you're like, Tom, you don't know because you, you'll go next year, but it's like- Thanks for letting me know. To, you're welcome. <laughs> uh, but the left hand side where it shoots it. But the problem is too, it's like you're not going to see everything on the far side. Like there's that tough because like some of the workouts, for instance, the, I thought one of the cool workouts was the, uh, team bike ride event where they had like, they only had two bikes and they had to keep doing those, uh, synchro total bar and the Bob push with two people, but it was complete utter chaos when they had to switch out the bikes. And I was like, that's dope. A lot of people slipped and absolutely just ate it too, which kind of made my heart go happy just to see like, it's just Rubbin's racing everybody enjoys days of thunder
0: Mm -hmm. it's almost like the tour de france where you see like people just take massive like crazy crashes
1: oh people were trying to do the quick like get off and go but because it rained that day they just completely just like ate it and I was like oh yeah human
2: I was also at the bottom of a hill so you'd come in like blazing hot and then like all of a sudden you're like trying to break uh yeah i mean hearing it from the team i was just like just don't if you don't know how to do it just don't try just you're just either gonna get hit or you're just gonna fall
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> i
2: get off run
0: yeah i i do agree they should at least have like one camera showing you know everything i mean maybe maybe on top like maybe just have them on like a top of this a big podium or something like that or a big like stage like, you know, like a foot, like, um, you know how like the football coaches do, they have like that little, um, I'm having a brain fart, but like the, the rig that actually lifts them up, like all the way up in the air. So they could watch everything all at once. So they could at least have just like one cameraman or like a camera just constantly on that at all times. Just so they can just sh- see what goes on. And even inside there's plenty of spaces you could watch, you know, you could have a camera just lined up and just have them just sit there and just, you know, do do a live feed that way.
2: No, I think it's something that they'll figure out, but I mean, I think they just, I think it's like an incentive of if you, if you want to see the floor and you want to see your favorites um and they're not going to be the top of the heat, just come to the games, which I mean, it's an incredible experience and you should do that. If you want to see like the entire picture.
0: All right. All right. So um Xander, so you did the age line qualifiers so, yep. um, obviously they didn't give, they didn't do, you know, too much exposure on them. You know, they're more focused on the elite people, but how was your experience, um, you know, at the CrossFit games with the age line, uh, you know, the age qualifiers?
1: Yeah. So I covered a lot of them. So the, uh, Misfit Athletics had five, um, athletes qualified two teens, Jenna McLotty, Sophie shaft, Sophie took, um, third place in the 16, 17 division, um, then we had Roy Gamboa, uh, or properly known as Rogelio Gamboa, um, which is way more fun to say. Um, and he took bronze in the 35-39 to 39 category to Brian Wong. And then uh, Mike Kern and Justin LaSala were in the 45-49 to 49 category uh, with Kern taking the silver um, to Jason Grubb. Um, but I really... I think adaptive needs more coverage. I think age group needs more coverage just because like that's really great. Um, The hardest part is now that they do like age group quarters, age group semis, there's only 10 people per division essentially getting there. And really you're taking out like the biggest issue is like you need some help from other people in the division. Like there's you can clearly see there's like the top – three to four really and then there's everyone else and going from last year it was 20 to 10 this year you're taking away that big like one person that has that home run skill for instance when it's like kern for instance really just had like he had a one he had a first a second a third a second a third a second an eighth unfortunately in the swim event and then a second and he took second like that's like you need some other help from other people. And I guess like you're you're not gonna see as much parody um just because you only have ten athletes per. Um but I think it was great because really you're gonna keep seeing a lot of big name athletes like Becca Voigt, um, took bronze in the forty to forty-four women, China Cho, who is a perennial mm-hmm. games athlete on the indie side, won gold with the mayhem squad, um slash evil empire, um, play the galactic theme music here. Um and- May-
0: Mayhem Empire, please.
1: Okay, that's fine. I, I will only refer to them as the Galactic Empire. Um, <laughs> the uh, But it, it's like, I think it's great. And honestly, for the people at home who are like, oh, I just want to do this indie workout. Like, no offense. You're not going to go home and do capital. You're not going to go home and do. No uh, way. The carry to the squat clean front squats uh, into the deadlifts and the way back. Like, go home and do carrying Karen. It was like 50, 40, 30, 20, 10 uh, wall balls, but before every set you had to carry an odd object, like, or do, um, the skills chipper, or there's a lot of really good workouts that if you'll look at the age group, I think those are much easier and you don't have to adjust them as much. Um, because even like the last workout, 30 cow bike, 20 burpee box jump overs at a 40 or a um, 42 or 36. No, it was a 40 and a 30 and then 10 sandbag cleans to shoulder. Um, like you can do those work. Most people can probably adjust those workouts um, or do very little scaling on those and have a really good time and be like, oh, that's what it takes.
0: Okay. Okay. Now you were talking about, um, you know, getting more coverage for the, you know, age group qualifiers and stuff like that. So I actually asked that about Nick, uh, Nick, Nicky So I had him on my podcast. I think it was like two years ago. And he won his um, the age group qualifier. I think it was like for the 35 to 39 group. Yep. And he's like, to, he's like, you know, would you want to see older athletes perform compared to yeah, if you have an opportunity to watch the elite people do it? Like what, like, where would you go? And obviously I said, like, I'd, I'd probably go to the elite guys, you know, but, you know. I don't know how they can incorporate like more coverage for those guys, but
1: like that's the hard part because like essentially when the, uh, I forget which event was on the field, they were doing the, uh, they were doing like a, it was like 20 muscle ups into a sprint over like sprint. Then it was rest one minute. Then they had to do another sprint rest a minute and another like quick piece and sprint like that was going on during the front wall facing handstand pushup workout. So it's like really hard to like, there's a time efficiency and all those things coming into play like yeah it'd be great if they just had like a stream of some kind to be like hey here's what it is because people for instance were reaching out to be like hey can you cover like this and I'm like I'm trying to get as much as I can I'm sorry if you're miss, if we're missing stuff but like it's going to be pretty hard unless like boots on the ground and you're going like yeah. but it's still cool to see like coaches from other programs um like Jarrett Smith or KJ um from comp train um you see james townsend coaching kevin hill from uh, tbo out in the 14 to 15 year old division he still has an athlete tutor magda um it's just it's cool to see them going back and forth but it's just again like what ends up drawing people in is indie and then team let's, yeah. let's just be very very honest about like why people show up to the games and why it is what it is
0: mm-hmm. now i just had an idea so Do you like you ever gone to like hockey games or football games where they actually have like the peewees play like uh, during halftime? Why wouldn't like I thought maybe you could put like maybe at least like one age qualifier in between in between workouts?
1: Yeah, and it's a logistical nightmare just for getting the equipment in because again, like your role, like for instance, the last workout where it was the row, um, the thrusters, like they didn't even do like two, uh, two, one, one where it was like first two heats of male or female, vice versa, final heat, final heat. They were like three, one, two, three, male, one, two, three, female. And they didn't have to change the floor over, which made it significantly more efficient, Mm -hmm. Um, which was, I understand drawing in, you want to see everybody in the finals, but it was like, you know, what? it was nice to see them just like run through the heats and just see that work out. It's just, again, it's just like, it's a logistical nightmare. If they want to do it, they can, if they choose not to do it, you're like, you can't really say they're not doing the right thing
0: yeah no i hear you i mean just throwing hail marys out there hopefully yeah. someone catches it so you know i come mean on, it, boss. come on yeah, yeah. Boss. obviously like you know they get it's it's a logistical nightmare like you said before trying to figure out like how to get people in the seats for the age you know group qualifiers but you know you're not gonna really gonna get, to get too many unless they have it like in the middle of vendor village or something like that. They do a workout there where you have everyone there, and which I, I would not recommend, but you know,
1: they do uh, some of the, uh, what was it last year? I did grace. They did some of the like uh, foundations and those kinds of things. I think I did grace for the out foundation. I think that, or was it barbells for boobs? It was one of them. Of I had to do grace. Um, and it was a lot of fun, but it's just like, it's just tough. Because it's blacktop, it's not even, you're not really giving everybody that like, it's one of those things. But again, I think they ran it really, really well. And I think the programming across the age group was like very well done across the events in making sure that we're, you got to make sure you're taking into account like overloading a CNS. But like, hey, everybody swam, everybody got to do the ski workout. That was the similar one across every single division from indie to age group all the way out um, to team like that was pretty cool um but i think like they there was a lot of cool like nice workouts where it's like okay they had some similarities and those kinds of things
0: okay all right all right well, cool so uh now we're gonna go next to hannah hardy as uh the coaches experience so um can you talk about like you know who you coached and like what did you do throughout because i know I've heard from other people that being a coach for, you know, athletes is like, you're getting up like super early in the morning and like super late at night, you're going to bed. So what was your experience with the whole process?
2: Um, you pretty hit the, you pretty much hit the nail on the head there. So, I mean, as a coach, I mean, I coach CrossFit West Chase. We sent one team through a backfill spot and from there as a coach, I mean they know what they know each they know each other better than I know them. Um, especially since I I mean I competed alongside them throughout the season, but I didn't get to see the ins and outs of the team until late uh, I mean, pretty much until July once they got their invite. So from there, it was just I'm there more so for emotional support and carrying like supplements and bags and <laughs> uh, snacks and stuff like that. The emotional
1: support athlete's a very important role and you did it great. All two times I saw you.
2: (laughs) Yeah, probably the max time of maybe, like, two to three minutes. Um, but, you know, like, I feel like that's my bread and butter and I've learned, I've learned a lot from my experience this year and even with my experience from just interacting with my old teammates, uh, from now until, like, last week during the games so from there you know I mean we're getting up early uh typically you have to check in luckily it wasn't two hours before your event it was only 90 minutes before your event this time so they they uh kind of shored up the timeline because I think we uh you know acted well last year they kept on bringing that up um the coach's standpoint we actually had more access uh we actually had access to the warm-up areas not only in the coliseum but also at north park we just had to make sure that we were corralled at the same time as the athletes and then we could go on over uh i will say that at least just like the coaching standpoint out on the floor especially north park they said that we would have a coaching area and then when they walked us outside they literally just walked us straight into the spectators and you know, like
1: (laughs) that's actually a, like a complaint I heard from a few other coaches. They're like, yeah, you promise, like,
2: right. Like they actually, so like we walk out into the media lane. I'm like, cool. We get to go into the media lane. It's, you know, you know, it's a huge field. There's only 20 of us max on the floor or, you know, in the lane at a time. I don't understand why we can't be there. But you know, I feel bad for Kristen Holta walking out beside me into the spectator area. And I'm like, you're I'm like she's one of like the goats of CrossFit. And you're just gonna send her out?
1: Yep. They're like they like, but yeah, it's just tough, right? Because like the nice like media wise, it's like, so if you're looking at North Park and you're looking at Zeus rig, that left hand side all last year, we never even had coverage of that side. Like, you couldn't see anything on it, so it was nice to get that back, but it's, like, I can't even imagine where, like, would you put, like, would you walk coaches over to the Madison Club and, like, put them in that corral behind the the photographers and you still aren't good, like, it's one of those awful, like, try to give them access but what do you do? Like, I thought coaches access. Cause I was, when I was shooting on inside, like where the coaches, like, were you able when you went into the Coliseum, did they give you those seats on the left-hand side by the yeah. finish line? Okay.
2: Yeah. So at least in like the Coliseum, I mean, we, ha- we had access and just got to sit um, to me. I have no clue. Like, I mean, in a coach's role, you, you know, you, I mean, th- we want to help, but, you know, CrossFit's one of those things that unless it's, you know, what it was at the 2020 games, uh, your coach can't help you in the moment. It's more so, okay, you did the work, but no matter – but we can't give them advice, like, on the floor or yell it at them. I was trying to yell timestamps for the team in the first workout because at least, it, you know, it was Wednesday. It wasn't like there was a lot of people there, but they couldn't hear me. Um so like from that point on, I was like, okay, well, it's on them and, you know, we can prepare for this workout, how much we can just from a strategy standpoint, but it's on the four of them to communicate on the floor and figure things out. I mean, luckily, you know, they have each other, but I mean, if the individuals even want input from their coach, yeah, they're not getting that. So maybe like in, in years to come we can get more and more access to you know they actually see us we can actually yell something if they're in trouble and they're like i don't just know." just walk what-. out onto
1: the floor with your athletes
2: i mean <laughs> I, don't, I wouldn't say that but um just, just like a little bit here and there so that they like can actually like they could stare at you and you can either put up a sign or yell really loud um Just something. So, but I think it's going in the right direction. Justin Berg actually talked to us at the beginning of the week saying that he realizes that uh, our access has been very minimal for several years. I mean, pretty much every single year. So he's, I think, really open to giving us more and more access. But I think it's kind of like toying with things, being like, okay, we're going to give them a little bit of access here, see what happens. Okay, that went well. Let's give them a little bit more access. And as long as coaches don't abuse the system, I mean, I think we're gonna actually get more and more rights as a coach.
1: They're, they're gonna be they're gonna abuse the system. Uh, hey, Hannah, can I ask you a quick question behind the scenes? Sure. Did you have to take the uh, coach or the judges course before you got your coaches banned?
2: Uh, I had to tell them that I took the judge's course, which they found online.
1: Okay cuz that's what i thought cuz a lot of coaches every coach had to do it so i just wanted to make sure because it, it kind of goes back to uh, what tom was saying about like how coaches in the past had abused it i there could be a trend being created of are we trying to professionalize the coaching side a little bit more to make sure that we actually have real coaches back there and not like the fanboy
2: right no like i mean i like they made sure i took the judges course um they like we like had a sign like we read our handbook we had a sign that we read it uh, because they had like a few more things in it that weren't in the athlete one so and we had access to both so I mean there I think like I said we're going in the right direction uh but right now it just seems that you know they're just taking their time because there will be coaches that abuse the system and then you know we'll have some of our rights taken away and then we'll have to earn them back again.
0: Now could now i am just, i am just, since I, I've never been there before, I'm just kind of talking as, you know, kind of like a fly in the wall. You could say, I don't know. Uh, but like, could you use like a whiteboard at all and like, you know, write the times or like write everything up and like stick it up. Would they be able to see it or like you are way too far away for them to even have that happen?
2: Um, I mean, it depends on like where you could get, I mean, throughout the weekend, they they probably wouldn't see you in the Coliseum because you're in, you're actually in the stand. No. Yeah. But uh, a North park, it just depended on if you could actually get a uh, area around the fence and where they were on the field. If they if you're by the start line and they're all the way by the finish line, of course, they're not going to see it. But mm-hmm. if they were by the start line and the Zeus rig, uh, as long as you, you know, had like really large words, they could probably read it.
0: Okay. All right, cool. All right. So all in all, with your experience of you being a coach, uh, was it was it the first time you being a coach at the games? No, it's actually second? my second time. OK. Was it better this year than the last time you did it?
2: I believe so. Like I said, we got a lot more access this year than last year. Um, but I mean, also, in a sense, I I, was, I coached a master's athlete my first time. So and it was when the instead of having a spectator workout area or at least having the whole the whole building being mm-hmm. a spectator area uh, it was actually the age group pavilion. So that's where all the age group work workouts were. So we have a little bit different of like a time and access. And since there weren't that many people watching, I mean, they could definitely hear you. So um, I liked it this year. It was really fun. I thought our, the coaches really like gather around each other, especially if we were in the same heat for most of the weekend Uh, like I got to talk to Kristen Holta like throughout the weekend, which is really cool. And uh, just reconnect with like some other, some other coaches that I've met throughout the years. So I thought that was a really cool experience uh, that I think was not shown in years past. There's actually like a coach's relationship.
0: Okay, cool. Very cool. Awesome. Now we're going to go for the first year CrossFit Games. Vic, so how was your experience being it being the first time you ever go ever been to the CrossFit games.
3: It was a mind trip. Actually, I was not expecting Madison, Wisconsin to be so vibrant. Uh, I also wasn't expecting the Coliseum to be so electric and time and time again, I was surprised. So I spent a lot of time going back and forth from big Dane over to the arena because I was also doing stuff. Like I said, I was working podium. So we had a booth set up, we were sampling and all that. And that was great. Um, Met a lot of cool people. A lot of people were very excited about the products. That's awesome. Um, But more or less like coordinating, getting back and forth was relatively easy. Traffic wasn't too crazy. The only time traffic was really bad was getting out at the end of some of those like last events but honestly it was so worth it because you walk out of that Coliseum. So jacked up, like on like just energy that
1: you're like, okay, so we're waiting, who cares? Victor like, was all hyped up on Mountain Dew. He was like a spider monkey.
0: Now, nah, man, he's, he's dumb and podium. He's dumb and podium
1: <laughs> what are you
2: talking about. I probably had so many monster Hydros and that I'm still riding on caffeine. Monster
1: right now. Blanco is my way of life at these things. Okay. <laughs> Is that the one that's doing it? Yeah, he just has like a backpack filled with like podium pre-workout, podium popsicle, podium he just, lemonade, he just, podium yeah uh, watermelon, podium mango fuse, light the fuse.
0: Yeah, double scoop, double scoop, at every time, every three Try hours, scoops
1: only yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I
3: was I was hopped up, uh, pretty bad, but oh man, just you get down into the, into the Coliseum or you're at North Park and you're watching some of these events. And you're just, you're just excited and everyone around you is excited. It's like, it's just like, Oh, these are all my people. This is very similar to like going to a semifinals event and realizing that there's a group of people that like love this shit. Like they absolutely die for it. And so when they're looking at these heats, talking about strategy, talking about who they think is going to win, making quick little bets is totally normal. Um, It's uh, it's the community is, is undefeated. Let's just put it that way. When
1: did I see you, by the way, was that Friday or Saturday night that you were right behind me? Um, It all blends together. Honestly, you were there
3: for the, it was echo press that I I was behind you. I didn't think it was the sandbag event. Also, no, because I was there for the sandbag event, but I only – I didn't see – actually, no, you might have been there too. I went back two days in a row because you were with Jared and Kiefer.
1: Yeah, I was with Jared, Kiefer, Kyra, and – Presley. Presley, Presley. and then Lauren, and pretty much all, like, the press section because that's where the only place I could get. But the worst was, like, half the time Paige and Caroline were in lane 10 and we could never see them.
3: Yeah, seriously uh that was a pain um but yeah i saw you then and but like i was also like one of the first what was the event after the rain delay
1: the, was it the team event or was it the oh, it indoor was, event oh it was the elizabeth event the twenty-one fifteen nine nine nine. 999
3: yes yes and i was i was watching that like at the top, top, top of the arena. Just because I was like, I was like, oh, let's go up here. It's the only spot one of my other, one of the other uh, volunteers was was watching at. And we were just like both like, this is absolutely amazing. Like this is, and this is like, I'm like, oh, this is my first time. And they're just like, yeah, I've been here like three times, but every time I watch an event, I always get goosebumps and I always get butterflies. And this is always just such an amazing feeling. And I'm like, okay. So this isn't unnatural for us to feel this way. It's just what a lot of us CrossFit fans are like uh, when it comes to watching the best perform. So it was really cool. Um, Vendor Village was wild. Um, just it was it was just like packed in sardines. It was just a lot of a lot of stimulation. Um, where you're just like you kind of can't take it all in all at once. You got to take the You have to take vendor village and blocks. You can't go through and try and actually pay attention to every single product and brand that's there. It just doesn't work. Um, Do you think they're going to expand it next year? Vendor village? No. I um, can't.
1: It was bigger than last year's like vendor village was, had more vendors there than what it was last year, which was a great thing. I keep,
3: I was, I heard the opposite. I heard that less people signed up, but i don't know because it was my first time so i'm like what do i know um
1: so i heard the same thing because i think the crossfit games they had realized honestly it's from a business standpoint it makes a lot of sense from partnering with the local affiliates and doing the crossfit connex activations with like tier deca comp um comp train and underdog and then whatever and then podium was at great dane
3: Uh, go wad
1: and hwpo were out there like those things make a lot of sense because it brings people out to the affiliates it's cheaper than having to do stuff inside but then i also had heard um that the games was like realized what was going on and they were like okay we'll just cut lower the prices like to get people back inside
3: yeah that works like lower the prices for vendors Oh, okay. So I thought they, I thought it was just as expensive as it was, but they dropped the price for the vendors to get them in. Okay. Last nice.
1: minute though. So they realized what was going on. Um, but again, this is all hearsay. Um, so it's like, could be, but hopefully like it keeps growing and I think they're doing, but last year's the last year in Madison. So.
3: I mean, they did, it, it ended up being the right thing. So it ended up making the experience better, which is cool. So, um, no complaints there um a lot of a lot of uh well it was really hot that was the other thing and being the first time I was like damn this hot you stand you just sweating you're sweating through shirts you're sweating through socks shorts everything it was uh it was moist (laughs) it was real thick
1: it was real damp in that (laughs) air out there yeah Uh, was it saturday when it was super humid and that was like one of the worst days when you just like stepped outside and you're just like oh it it was was
0: it was hot it was hot everywhere even in massachusetts when i was at like my mom was just like we gotta we gotta hit shade like this is too much like i don't and like it's funny thing is backstory so a lot of the houses there don't have like central air. They have like wall-mounted AC units. And so like Lydia, I'm like sleeping over sleeping over my sister's house. She has like three AC units, wall-mounted AC units, and it's still not doing anything. So that's how hot it was this
1: weekend. Gosh. Yeah,
2: I don't know. I think – well, Saturday, I felt the sun more. I mean I remember I was just like rotating throughout like the workouts in Park, uh, North Park because I was like, okay, I'm going to get this area burned. And then this area burned in the next five minutes. <laughs> uh, you guys like, don't know, to eat it though. so I mean, thur-
1: Thursday well, when uh, Saturday.
3: Thursday,
1: Thursday, do you guys remember being at North park for the indie event? Like it was like one in, it was the uh, sprint shouldered overhead workout. Yeah. I was cooked and w- that was the only real event like to be out there for outside of age group. And I was just like, I had a few photographer friends just be like, text me like, Hey, can you bring me water? i was like yeah like the shout out like no free shout outs but yeti thank you guys for the water stations um because those things were a lifesaver
3: yeah i'm pretty sure i saw did i see hannah did i see you was it friday it was during the jerk and the multi-mile the rope mile run
2: you probably did see me
1: was like that, you yeah.
2: probably saw yeah. me like right after that event because that was a really good event for us.
1: We all it all blends <laughs> together, let's be real honest, guys. All <laughs> I really know, just... yeah.
2: I literally thought it was Friday every single day,
1: yeah. That it was that that Sunday was when
2: we didn't compete.
3: Losing losing track of time was very easy, um, to do. I mean, even still today, I didn't realize that it was Wednesday until you until I looked at the invite. I'm like, oh, it's Wednesday, like. <laughs> Huh. Cool.
0: (laughs) So, um, with you working at the podium booth, at great Dane, how
3: was, how was that atmosphere? Oh, it was, everyone was super excited. Uh, not, not just not because of podium. I mean, not, well, yes, because of podium, but primarily just, so go, basically bought out the gym for the week and they ran a bunch of workouts, did a boatload of mobility that all of these Crossfitters skip. Um, (laughs) Then HWPO did some really cool. Yeah. Raise your hand. You know, it's you. And then uh, HWPO did some really cool uh, classes. They did sweat. They did a couple of flagship stuff. They also brought in some of their newest coaches. So Amy two cents, as everyone knows, her uh, is joining HWPO and she did a couple lifting sessions there. And then they brought in Rob Kearney to do, to talk about some of the strength stuff, strongman stuff he's doing with HR appeal. It was just, it was just fun. People were just excited. You know, we had the, we had the pancake breakfast uh, for Sammy's birthday. Uh, there was a barbecue that we did that they did the night before and just everyone, there was always something for people to do. And that's, everyone was just very happy. I think even Scott Pancheck came down uh, to do a workout Street Horner was there at some point. Um, yeah, a lot of a lot of different, a lot of different people, a lot of faces, and honestly, that's what. Excuse me. That's what all the fans wanted. They wanted to meet everyone. They wanted to see the stars. They wanted to get their picture taken. Um, so as soon as they saw that, you know, Katrin was there. The
1: team athlete. Oh wait! I everybody, say that. everybody,
3: everybody came out. I was like, oh my God, Catherine. And as soon as they saw Matt, oh my God, Matt! It was just—it's—it's so—it's so crazy to see everyone just swarm like teenagers watching Justin Bieber. It's just that was—that <laughs> was, was just <laughs> like—and I get it. But it's like, it's like, all right, we're getting a little crazy here. Y'all just worked out. You really want to say hi to him when you're dead, sweaty, and gross? Yes, uh, like that's the impression you want to leave <laughs> with them. Like, can I have your picture? Yeah. Uh smile. Uh-huh. Like, <laughs> I just I just didn't really understand um some people's train of thought there.
0: Well, I've I've done that before, so I ain't gonna lie. Like when I went to Travis Travis Mayer's gym, I was like in a complete sweaty mess. And I was like, Hey, can I get a picture? And he literally had my hand on top, like he literally had his arm around my shoulder, like just completely soaked. And I was like, no, that's I mean you don't have to do that. I just you could sit next to me and he's like, oh it's it's all good. I'm I'm gonna be working out anyway. And I'm like, okay. So you can actually see it on my Instagram feed. It's like way down there, but it will yeah, it's way down there, but you could definitely
3: um see it. So yeah, if he seemed he seemed just, very repost. happy. Yeah, just repost it on your store and be like, thanks, Travis <laughs> yeah or Trevor. Say thanks, Trevor.
0: <laughs> so um speaking about Street Horner, uh now I heard a little little bird. Oh, would you talking. like to know? Um I heard the only reason why he was on the demo team was because of the, the, the parallettes from like the L sit to the handstand walk. So, I don't, is it? Have you heard the same thing, guys?
1: No. I no. know a, de- a demo team member had potentially tested positive for COVID and then actually ended up testing negative very quickly after. So, that's why Street Honor got the invite. Oh, okay. All right. Because. That's... I'm not going to say which demo team member, but I may have ran into them while they were at the event eating some lunch, and we had a great conversation.
0: <laughs> All yeah. right. Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, we'll talk later about that. So,
3: yeah, um, you can keep it offline. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, so with everyone's experience, um, what are the, the, you know, what are the things you've kind of taken away from? Like, what are the what are the best moments have you seen at the CrossFit Games this year?
3: Sandbag. The sandbag event
1: was by far so they baited us so good on that. I Every was so single fan got baited on that. And yeah. I loved it.
3: Um, I was at the gym before I went over there, and so Sam Briggs was like, Oh, they just announced the event, and she showed me what it was. I was like, Oh, okay. Cool. Cause she was she's coaching, and I was like, This is this is gonna be this is gonna be a little weird. I'm like, wait, wait, wait are you saying max sandbag, like just toss over? And, the, and she was like, no, no, it's sandbag to shoulder. And I was like, that's the heavy lift. I'm like, this is it, this is the one. And I was like, oh, that seems a little simple. And I'm like, wait a second. In the semis, they had a couple events where they were doing sandbag to shoulders at like 150 or 200 and people were dying. And I was like, oh, this is gonna be so good uh i mean the the first session the first section the women's um sandbag was a little bit slower than it needed to be it could have it could have ran a little bit faster the men's they sped it up a little bit which was nice so they kind of got the they got the logistics down for the men's for the men's heats more so than they did for the women's i felt like some of the the women um some of the women's like rounds lagged
1: you want to know yeah. why? Why? Wow. So, essentially, they said the standard was you had actually could take as many as three attempts. I know this because I was talking to the coaches who were like some I had gotten some info, but they essentially just like let them take as long as they wanted, like that's more or less. But the guys like, I don't think that they, they were prepared for the guys to be able to move the sandbags as well as they were. Mm-hmm. I think that's why we got to the three fifty.
0: Okay. All right. I, I remember back in the day, it was on a Craig Ritchie video that um was what was it? Uh Jacob Heppner had a 330 pound sandbag and cleaned it.
1: So I was so I was shooting and I was right behind Matthew Bickle. I don't know if you guys know who Matthew Bickle is, but he's a very strong former NFL player and he has sandbags, and he was telling us like he had mentioned, like, he had trained with Danny Spiegel and he was like, just watch Danny win. Just, like, which is what <laughs> happened. Um, which was really good calling your shot, um, unlike my top five, like, predictions, which was an absolute train wreck, by the way. Um, and <laughs> then it was like, he had said Sam Dancer had picked up the 325. I think he said he had him all the way, like, 25-pound increments. He said he got the 325, he had gotten the 350 to his waist, but Sam wasn't able to stand it up. And he was like, he he was like, I'd be impressed if anyone got the 350.
0: Damn, yeah, that's that that was that was crazy. But um, I did post something on my Instagram stories. It was like a meme of I I forget who it was. Someone was like cleaning the sandbag. No, they're bringing the 350 pound sandbag out with like the with like the wheelbarrow and there everyone was like losing their shit. Then you see Joe Rogan and that other guy,
1: like leaning back, like, wow, 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 this is, is this is happening. This is,
0: this is happening.
1: <laughs> oh God. I like love that event, but I'm going to call it right now. Trex Paulson didn't have control of half of his reps and should have been out of that workout way earlier than he oh, was. Oh yeah. Just so we're clear. I've okay. seen videos from numerous photographers of and videographers and it's just absolutely egregious that they let Trex Paul, Trex Paulson, bullied his judge into a rep yes his rep you his judge said too, no right? track okay. said yes and the judge said like change his mind and i was like what are we doing his
3: legs weren't fully locked out on the at the top of the sandbag and he was like he was shaking shaking and he looked at him he's like that's good and he threw it down he's like yeah and he like walked off and they kept him going i was like i feel like homeboy's legs weren't all the way locked out but he celebrated I was like, "Is this akin to the same people that celebrate when they get third place, like they beat everyone?" Like, I just don't get that. I was I, I, okay, cool. So you, so I wasn't crazy.
1: <laughs> no, like there was, I think everything from three ten. When did he get knocked out? 340?
3: Three t- forty. Three. Yeah, I think so Yeah, so he should, he should have been out like
1: around three. Yeah, exactly. He should have been out significantly earlier. Okay. Were, there other, were there other
0: people losing the standards?
1: No, it didn't. Like, if we're going to get into the standards, that would probably be like, I thought the programming overall of the entire weekend was great. I think some of the yeah. standards were the question marks. Um, like the, a- the, uh, what was it? The double under crisscross applesauce event when they were just giving out reps just for like attempting it.
0: Yeah. When no one else could finish the whole, like the third, third one at all.
1: Yeah. That was, I thought it was cool seeing strict peg boards and all that stuff. It, Like, would have been a little bit like that was kind of upsetting, but like the female side was like not as good. And they ended up giving, like, what was it? I think Daniel Brandon protested and got some points back. But the guy's side, just watching like the L, like the (laughs) was it L sit to handstand to over was pretty cool. Um, You like, you could definitely tell Boz made his mark on the games.
3: Yeah yeah what do, you, what, um, what do you think oh sorry Go. oh sorry i was i was thinking about the standard so the sandbag standard it felt like some people weren't standing all the way up like you were saying like t paulson um but also the parallel bars traversing past that line there was a few athletes that were basically getting over and then basically still had their hand on the on the tape while they were doing their dips and it's just kind of like hey like there are athletes who are taking an actual break between the next traverse because they know that if they don't make it all the way across and they get their dips and they don't do their dips, that they have to redo it. And there are people that were really skirting the lines. I was seeing some people, I don't know if this was legal, but I definitely saw some people basically putting their, their like, their like ass on the bar as they were traversing through like almost like rest. And nothing was nothing was said, and I'm not sure if anyone else saw that.
1: I didn't, but I wouldn't be surprised if people like <clears throat> once you got to the nines round, like that's when people like died. So yeah, um, but that was that was cool to see that. It's just again, it's like I think they like was it uh, Austin Spencer, Laza Duke Jukic um, got like the employee of the month judge, and just like. <laughs> like didn't really matter like (laughs) like just they like their their noses were on the ground and they just couldn't get reps and it's like sir their face can't go lower these are not superheroes like these guys don't have the ability to do it and then they couldn't like they complained and then nothing happened but they pulled that judge off the floor it's like it's essentially an indictment of what happened like come on guys like Again, it's one of those tough things where it's like if the males are judged to a standard of your whole head has to be past the line and the females are half ahead, it's like we gotta how about we just end up doing whole head, you just shorten lessen the reps. But again, oh,
3: I definitely saw I definitely saw some questionable wall walk ascents. And I also, if I remember correctly, Roman was the genius on the first set. To cartwheel up to the wall, and then they basically told him, "Hey, no, you can't. You can't do that next time. You got to go on the wall." I'm that like,
2: was that was that was uh, like you couldn't do that in the standard.
3: And it's like, okay, so he did it, and he ripped off like five unbroken handstand push-ups, and I'm pretty sure they counted those handstand push-ups. And I was just like, and then they told him, "No, no, go here, go here." And so he finally did it again. And then you saw his pace kind of slowed down, and I was like.
1: Now hold on a second. I'm not a proponent of GW051516, but if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. Yeah. <laughs> like that's that's competing. Like you gotta you gotta kinda make sure somebody enforces a standard and see what your judge will or will not Yeah. I mean I was
3: funny, like, listen, I'm I'm ha- I'm proud that Roman was there and he did a good job. But I was just like I was looking at him, I'm like, how is this how is some of this stuff like even? And there was definitely some handstand push ups I saw on both in both heats, male and female heats. That were counted, that were, how do I put this? Suspect. In terms of watching the standards of other athletes, follow the standard to a T, and get you know start getting taxed. And you're seeing these other people. Oh, they're just ripping through. I'm like, no, they're not. They're not doing the full rep. But you're counting it. And I'm like, I'm counting. I'm like, that's not a full rep. That's not for like. You know, for me it's not up to me to say what's a rep but it's the judge and whatnot. Okay, so they got away with it. But it just kinda hurts to see other athletes do what they're supposed to and then end up losing points because So
1: to that point I'm gonna give a big shout out to a friend of the program. Caroline Connor's taking a fourth place on that workout. Let's just applaud the fact that she went out, balled out, um, heat one, took a fourth place, and just absolutely set the standard for every like of the top three females that really came out of um, really the only the, the, the final heat um, because she did it, executed it perfectly. Hmm.
3: I honestly thought she should have won that event. Um, like I thought that with how she done, like that's a winning score. And I was just like, handstand pushups, Caroline, that's her jam. Like that's like, that's her to oh. a T. Well, how tall is she?
0: How she's not that tall. So five mean,
1: one on a tall day.
0: Yeah, exactly. So I mean, that's gonna be like stupid easy for her compared to me. It's gonna take like a hot minute just to even get to the top of the you know top of the position.
1: And my thing was like, I wish it didn't rain on Sunday morning, so we could have seen the legless rope climb. Yeah, because did you guys hear about what the standard was supposed to be? It's supposed
3: uh, to be supposed to be a, a legless descent.
1: L sit legless descent. mm Hmm. I like I Danny Spiegel wholeheartedly would never have won that event oh no Uh, she
2: like she like said it on an interview that was the
1: best part she admitted it's like I definitely wouldn't have but I love this it's like okay um but I still think like Mal O'Brien probably still would have finished where she was because it wasn't really like I think her rope climb capacities there just would have really made that event way more like terrible for everybody it would have been longer it wouldn't have been such a sprint Well, I mean, they had an
2: eighteen-minute time cap, so like it was supposed to be a long event.
3: Yeah, it was supposed to be. It was we're supposed to see like ten-minute finishes, eleven-minute. Like that's what we were seeing. What we were supposed to see, but that basically cut the workout in half.
1: Yeah, but it's a. It again, like they adjusted that for safety. Like being out there, like definitely the right call. Thank you, um, like HQ. But it's one of those things where it's like, man. You know, Boz is holding that in his back pocket for next year, right? Like, you know, for a fact, like if you are, if you ignore training that you are completely missing the mark. I can't,
3: I can't wait to see some of this stuff pop up in quarterfinals.
1: It won't. No,
3: Well not something that serious, but I'm sure there's going to be some other iteration within quarterfinals. that's going to be more gymnastic focused.
1: I would, I would disagree. we, what you could see is a legless rope climb. But again, like that's also based on the video and the angle, and I still think they like completely like w- we're better s- pressed to see shuttle runs again in quarters, yeah, and see people actually run that standard back than them completely like you'd see. You can something see, you can see at the gap up for the wall walk. Yeah, like, like I could see parallel bars at semis. Yeah, I don't. I just think it's gonna be like. I don't think we're ever going to see like we could see maybe 11 foot wall balls for guys at quarters or 12 foot wall offs probably. Maybe we can definitely know. see the wall facing handstand push up without a deficit.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I was excited to see that they actually finally did same um same leg pistols instead of alternating. Uh that was that was cool. I remember hearing that a few years ago. Where there was like, we still haven't seen single leg pistols on the same leg for like a set of 10 and then switch. Because I honestly think that alternating pistols are easier once you get into a rhythm and then doing the same leg over and over. I mean, it all depends who you are as an athlete. I feel like.
1: You can, you can see it on both sides because there was yeah. clearly the people that were just like repping out same leg, but you know, if they had to alternate, they wouldn't have had the balance. And then there was, was it like, uh, was it Roman who's like, was doing these S style like pistol squats that looked like he was shrimping the whole time. <laughs> there was somebody who did like this weird, like scoop. And I was just like, that just looks painful.
3: I have seen that before. I remember I, I, was it, it was the, um, the trial finals, the one year they didn't do waterpalooza during COVID they had like a, like an online qualifier that an online competition that they streamed the top scores at the same time or something like that. And there was people doing these pistols that they were like, this like weird cupping, like scooping motion with the other leg. And I, I just, it just doesn't look natural to me. Uh. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, uh, Hannah, what was, um, what do you think about the games and what do you think they might be able to like improve on or anything like that?
2: Um, I really like the games this year. Uh, we've had, I feel like we've all heard that we've progressed in weightlifting and we've progressed in like all the monostructural work. So, you know, it was about time that gymnastic gymnastics were tested uh we saw a little bit last year with the um freestanding handstand push-up but i thought this was really cool it was out of the box the games are supposed to be like that mm-hmm. uh i i think some of the things could have been released early you know like in 20 whatever year they did the crit they made they said hey we're doing this and you click and your you had clip-in pedals. I think that was being like, hey, you should probably learn how to ride a bike with clip-in pedals. Uh, I think from the crossover double-unders, even the, you know, the ballistic block handstand push-up, showing those a week in advance, at least giving the athletes time to do them so they're not embarrassed, you know. Uh, Like, I felt super bad for the girls in the final heat of the crossover workout. Like, yeah, oh, like, I
1: thought you were going to say you felt bad for Rebecca or Fus- not being able to row 340.
2: Uh, Dude, I felt – okay, don't get me wrong. I love the CrossFit community, but do you hate when people come up to you when you're dead last and are cheering you on and they finish the workout minutes before you? That yes. happens multiple times to her.
1: That happened all on day three. Her day I- three was quite possibly the most – Disastrous day three somebody's ever had in the history of the CrossFit game. But she
2: made it, which is awesome. Like I'm so proud of her for even making that. I this my heart just broke for her. I was like, I I know how you feel right now. And I just hope that you're just like talking your head, being like, hey, this is these are all good things. They're just they just want you to finish. Anyway, um, I think just some of the ones that could be questionable are super far out of the box. Like I didn't think the parallel bars were, you know, super far out there but you know just making sure like hey like maybe you should practice these while facing handstands just throwing hints here and there um with the crossover double under i know that you know the 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 owner of rx smart gear went and you know practiced them with laura and danny uh towards like the beginning of july so or uh, sometime this summer so Mm -hmm. it's kind of like okay like that's cool like they they knew how to do it and rep it out and you people are just like oh like I could learn that in five minutes yo I I tried for like 30 minutes today and I got like one
1: <laughs> well it's better than triple unders
0: yeah well well you know what kind of you know what kind of a uh, jump rope you need you need one of those like um
1: you need the beaded rope or yeah, you, a well, heavier. The,
0: yeah or like the, the gummy rope you know like the ones that you see like the you know straight color all the way through and it's kind of see-through like those yeah. are the ones you you need for those kind of workouts
2: yeah, and it's just like you saw G like break out two ropes, and like he was he was prepared for them. Somebody um, used
1: one of those old style uh, gym class ropes for the single yeah, the ropes. like the beaded. I was like, this is yeah. Dope. No,
2: I'm pretty sure it's G because G had a beaded rope with him. Uh, but it's just like those little things that I think the games like they can. It's still a test of the unknown and unknowable. Mm-hmm. But you're at least giving them a little bit of a heads up. So when people go back and watch this on YouTube or, like, say this was one of the events that was broadcasted on CBS Sports, I mean, it was kind of like the freestanding handstand push-up. People are like, oh, why can't they do that? That's dumb. Like, you don't want that. So it's – I think CrossFit could better prepare the athletes, and at the same time, that's better preparing judges or – you know sometimes the athletes can be like hey like i think that's the line is a questionable standard you know just having these conversations like i know that i understand like where they are coming from for the handstand push up but you know it was very hard on the judge it also i mean the, you you don't see the line when you attempt the handstand push up so you just hope the judge says good and you know some and i don't think it should be up like up to the judge like it's okay if you have some tactile thing to touch. Uh, So just playing around with that, there could have been those conversations if we knew in advance about some of these movements. Um, And it would put less pressure on the judges. People want to get as mad. People don't blame them or having uneven standards, you know? So overall, I loved, I love this games. I love to see where this goes in the future. And I think this is what CrossFit needed. So we actually go out and play with movements and have fun and just express our fitness in different ways outside of you know
0: a 21-15-9. Yeah, I, I can't wait for like everyone posting about like the tr- the double under crossover workout. You know, just to kind of because I know someone's gonna like whack their shins or like whack their arms and they're gonna they're gonna be like ouch, but like laugh at it. So I just can't yeah. wait to see. You know that that fun movement and kind of you know see how everyone else does
2: no that was me today that was me this morning and then i you know the block <laughs> handstand push-up i figured out that i mean fun fact i tried i tried it in the warm-up area because the te- the girls like needed help and i just like literally like fell flat on like my back like just tipping off the wall That's so funny. it's like it's just like things like that that are like it's it's super cool it's super interesting i love where it's going um, I think there just could be more communication, especially if it's going to be a movement that could potentially have some either like judging uh, mishaps or just the athletes need time to work on the skill. And I love being able to adapt. Like with the parallel bars, we can adapt. With carrying the Hoosafel stone up or sandbag up the steps, we can adapt. Um, there's just some things that unless you – like in that, like um, you have that background in gymnastics or strongman or, or weightlifting or whatnot, like it's like they're people are going to be at a major disadvantage and it could be embarrassing for the sport more so than growing it.
3: You know what? Now that you've mentioned all this, the, uh, something just kind of came to mind to me. Is this the first CrossFit Games that we haven't seen a weighted vest? Or a a GORUCK bag? I mean, some sort of, like...
1: In a couple years, before we ever, like, put him out there, like... I know GORUCK is
3: is new, but...
1: Yeah, but we... What was it? Before we did Murph in... What was it? The Murph was 14. No, 14 was everybody passed out. 15 was the redo we did in the morning. Mm -hmm. No, I think it
2: was 15,
3: 16.
1: Oh, you're right. You're right. It was 15, 16. Yeah, because Kara got injured, shoulder injury... It was shoulder injury, then it was passing out, and then it was the yeah, that's what it was. So, so yeah. like real. it's 14. Let me go look at the workouts. Now we we're all trying to. It's been a while since we've seen a
3: – You should have been prepared, sir. Well there was there was a weighted best, there was best. weighted best last year, was there not?
2: No, I don't think there's a weighted best last was... year. No, there wasn't a weighted vest last year.
3: No,
0: they had the goat. they they didn't they have the muscle ups with the go ruck last that year. palooza. Was that, that twenty twenty. That's, that's right. Yeah, that's right.
2: No, they didn't have one last year. No the last time was at Atlanta.
1: Adela- okay, and that was 2020. Oh, okay. yeah. yeah, the COVID games. Mm-hmm. Yep. Games. I uh, Matt that. Fraser's AAU championship still is more respectable than LeBron James. <laughs>
0: Oh man! All right. Well, um, I kind of want to get everyone's final thoughts on everything. Um, obviously, like you know, I, the what, who we predicted to win the games in like the like one through five is just an absolute shit show. For, <laughs> shit show for all of us. Um hey, I, I thought... think
1: we all got the number one. Yes. on the, the women's side, I think yes. we all got it. I can guarantee we got one point. Yeah, great job. Um, oh,
0: actually, before before I, can... I want to talk about that. So. Um. So Noah Olsen wants Spirit of the Games.
1: Please change the trophy. So can,
0: yes, yeah. First of all, with that, um, is that is that a trophy that someone like
1: that an CrossFit athlete
0: would want to get?
1: To be honest with if, you, if you were looking for an Adam and Eve sponsorship, thank you. Make wads greater again. Yes, then yes.
2: <laughs> no, like I I love the premise. I mean, what are like? Do you think it's a bad thing if they? get that award
1: no. no i think the the award looks weird it used to be oh, like yeah. a box of like a box of gymnastic ring which was cooler and then who got rookie of the year was it roman i never saw that no award he passed. didn't no no, Matthew no Matthew Matthew. emma lawson
2: they did two this year because nick just came out of nowhere and i love the dude he's a part of my oh, so i got it right
1: i got one half of my rookie of the year right i got mine
3: <laughs> i got emma lawson
2: Oh, I was so close with Alexis, man. She was just too smart. Sure, to
0: nice. how, how did How did Roman Krennikov did not get Rookie of the Year?
2: Because he participated in the 2020 the, stage, stage one.
3: one. Uh, yeah, so they oh, gave him okay. improved or something. They said most. Yeah, improved. Yeah,
2: they is most improved.
0: Okay.
3: All right, never
1: mind. Got, then. I got my female right though. I got Tia, and then I had Mal. Then I had Danielle Brandon then Haley Adams who still my hot take from last time stands so have fun for another year um 5 uh Cara Saunders but my male side is just completely just bat, like befuddled it was Medeiros, Olsen Velner Adler Gerard yeah, very no, wrong I'm very sorry. wrong
3: Adler still got 5th right Was Adler
1: 5th? I'm checking.
3: Please hold.
0: Hold. yeah my work mine was a completed mess and i wish i i wish i knew about uh roman krennicroft about
3: like 2020 like doing the i didn't nobody for he, like... he won. he won the 1000 meter row yeah,
2: Jeff adler got fifth
3: yep so it was it was justin roman ricky sam, sam quant sam quant and then adler
1: yeah
0: all right all right well let's let's do our final thoughts so xander you go first
1: Oh, um, here's my take. I think Matt Frazier is trending to be the Mike Ditka of CrossFit. He's going to be the only person to win a championship, um, as a athlete, then as a coach and like do it that way without ever going on a team. Okay. But honestly it was probably a very well done year for the first time without the original programmer of the games and just seeing it there. Um, and just going to see how it evolves over the next couple of years. I'm excited for 2024 when they we get a new venue. Okay? All right, Hannah, you're up.
2: Uh I think this game's really set us up for just I mean a new CrossFit era. Uh Adrian Bosman, it's like this was such a masterful programming. I loved it. I loved just like how out of the box it was or not even out of the box but returning to what crossfit was when it started and this was something where if you're a crossfit nerd and went back into journal articles stuff like that like these things pop up so don't be surprised that there's so much more things coming down the pipeline that are from the early days so i'm really excited for what's to come
3: all right all right Vic, you're up I mean, I think I want to echo some of those same sentiments. I mean, the Jerry bag. I mean, this is that itself just reminds me of one trip or die. It's the grocery bags. There are so many things that were more realistic to the practical applications of CrossFit and some of like its roots that, hell, we might be heading back towards you know this whole this whole conversation of oh crossfit doesn't know who they are what's their identity they have an identity crisis well i think the programming is kind of speaking for itself and saying hey we're getting back to it we heard you now you're going to have to listen to us and go back in like you said back into our articles and really start digging um i agree with xander with matt fraser and hwpo uh i think they're they're putting together some really great stuff but we also have. I, I think that this is this next year. I'm going to be super excited to see some of the uh, misfits uh, compete again. I'm thinking Luca. I'm talking Page. You
1: You're know, really overlooking Rogue because there. there's potential that Paige is going to get an invite to Rogue.
3: There's all well, yes, but I'm also but I'm just I'm thinking I'm looking at it as from the from the great the overall perspective of like. Hey, like let's put a stamp at, on something here. Some of these major training programs, I mean, people haven't been giving a lot of like respect to some of them including misfit, and I think they need to really look back and say, "Hey, no. uh, they're here. Caroline Austin, Paige, they're there, and they're not they're not going anywhere. There's just a few tweaks now in this upcoming season, and I really think there's a bigger push for other athletes, and it's only going to make the support better." So,
0: All right. All right. My final thought, um, Hannah kind of stole the thunder that, um, I believe this is going to be a new regime of CrossFit athletes coming in because you literally had a 17 year old be in first place. And you've never seen that in the CrossFit games ever. And which is insane to think of a 17 year old actually, you know, in that top spot for a little bit. Um, it's unreal. So I think these new these new people coming in are just gonna absolutely destroy everyone else and i think i i don't know if t is going to retire this year but i'm i have a feeling that like she's kind of looking at all the rest of the kids coming up and i can say kids because i'm 42. so uh all the kids coming up and you, you can know, say
1: kids because you have kids not look, because you're 42. Yeah. <laughs> true, true,
0: true, true. I, i'm a dad okay so <laughs> So I I, th- I I think these kids are going to be unreal, unreal. So um, that's that's my final thought. And uh, I have one last question for everyone. So where's the new venue going to be for next year? Well, it's no, next-,
1: next year is Madison. Oh, it's my, sorry, two in, the, in two years. Sorry. So I put it on my story as the prediction. I was like, if we stay in the U.S., I think Rochester, New York, because of weather, and access for everything that they need would be a good place or Frankfurt, Germany.
3: Oh, Rochester's not a bad spot. Debella's subs are delicious.
1: <laughs> I I'm put sorry. a lot of effort into thinking of that because I was like, anything South of the Mason Dixon line is too hot. Mm-hmm. Like Austin, Texas, they toured like Dave did at least, or they went to Jacksonville and Austin. And I was like, logistically, Austin's a nightmare and too expensive. And rogue already claimed it for the fall, which I think, pretty much keeps it out of there. Um, but I really do think like it, it would end up being a European country of some kind.
3: I mean, I honestly would think that if they could do it somewhere, Seattle could be another good spot. Oh,
1: I was just thinking of that. He uh, said it first, so you have to pick something else. Yeah, no.
3: Ah. There you go. No, um, yeah, I think Seattle's a really good, a really cool place too, and not overly expensive. However, I just don't, I don't know if it. I don't know if it has the infrastructure to support that type. I mean, they have the Seahawks when they show up in town, so yeah, you know what? No, Seattle can do it. They can do it because they have they have a big enough arena. They have they have the ability to. They have the parking for it. People will be fine. Maybe not the RVs, but oh well. Um. All right, Hannah, what do you th- what do you think?
2: Oh man, uh, I don't have like a s- specific city. I just, uh... I, I, I know. Uh, I don't I haven't done my research. I, in a sense, I wouldn't be surprised if it moved to a European country because just seeing what they brought to semifinals is just so much greater than what anything in the u.s have have done i mean i think if you want people in the stands like it would be the best move and there's so much and especially if you want to have these cool outside events and actually get back to open water um and like really just like be a part of the culture like you can do that in europe way better than america so i think like i think germany would be freaking dope and awesome so um i think like one of those countries would be perfect
0: okay well um well i'll i'll say this so i was thinking seattle but then i realized there's like a some issues up there so uh you know like the homeless population is like rampant over there and like i don't know if there's like any enough space around in that facility maybe they can go up to like university of washington like past the bridge to get to to work out there um could be a possibility but um yeah I I I think Europe is a huge one because if you look at the semifinals, which ones have sold out every single year Netherlands in in Netherlands like
1: I honestly think they could end up going like you if they go someplace in Europe it has to be like in like I think it has to be in like friendly to English like speaking folk yeah Right. Like, I, and I surprised if it was like Spain, I've like, also like, heard like know. there could Spain's Dude, not a bad one where the uh the Madrid CrossFit yeah. championship and they had what was it? Uh the invitational a couple years ago there. Right.
3: right? The, 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 the time difference isn't that great. So that it's still prime time for for TV as well. And it's beautiful. Uh so yes. And there's plenty of space too. There's not it's not like super congested
0: yeah i mean i've been to germany a couple times so um there's some amazing places you can go there uh they have they actually have one of the biggest air force bases in europe called um uh, uh, ram ramstein um and then there's another, another little spot called kaiser which is like i think uh half hour away from ramstein but like there there is tons of places around in those areas you could actually do some crazy things especially host, host some things too as well so that might be that might be an opportunity So that's my thought, but, uh, all right, we're, we're done with the touch and go podcast. So thank you everybody for staying this long and we out.